Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, NFL, NFL football, baby, and yes, we got a guest. Managed to wrangle us a, a juicy guest. Not, not that way. Just it, it's just a guest. Not, but not like it's not. It's not, I'm not saying it's no. It's just a guest. It's it, we got a guest. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. Share the podcast around. That's the big one. Share the podcast around. You got an NFL fan in your life? Say, hey, I was listening to the Laces Art podcast. It could be for you. Why don't you check it out? Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast Laces Out. Recording in progress. Yes, indeed. Recording is underway. Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you watching on YouTube, don't adjust your set. There are three of us here, and it's not the football podcast. It is the American football podcast. And that can only mean that we've actually gone above and beyond this week, and we've actually got a physical guest on. Um, however, it is his second appearance on the podcast this season, so there will be no season-long predictions to come from said guest. Welcome in, Mr. Matthew Moore. How are you doing, sir? It's been a year, I believe it was all the way back in week three that we had you on. If I was doing season-long predictions with three weeks to go. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to predict the San Francisco 49ers (laughs) to get into the playoffs, please. How could you possibly know that? Surprisingly enough, um, back in week three, Mr. Moore did in fact uh, pick the San Francisco 49ers to make the Super Bowl. How shocking. Um, His pick of the Buffalo Bills, however, probably looking a bit shakier within the last last couple of weeks, but we'll we'll get to to how they got on in week 14 slightly later on. Uh, Obviously, my, uh, my esteemed co-host Mr Andrew Cook is also there you heard his double sip tones just a few seconds ago so without further ado we'll dive straight into week 14's games so obviously 15 games in total the last two teams that to take their by were the Washington Commanders and the Arizona Cardinals so they weren't in action but the other 30 30 teams were in fact involved so we started with the. Um, oh no, we don't go through game by game because that would take forever. So, myself, Mr. Cook, and the good lady, Mrs. Williams, made their uh, selection last week, 15 games in total. In third place, with a whopping five out of 15 selections correct, it's Mr. Paul Williams. Not a ban a week for predictions. Um, I would go through the teams that let me down. It's just easier to go through the teams that didn't let me down. So I correctly picked the Buccaneers to beat the Falcons, the Ravens to beat the Rams, and that was up for debate for a good while. Um, the Saints to beat the Panthers, the 49ers to beat the Seahawks, 
and the Cowboys to beat the Eagles. Every other selection I made was incorrect. Um, so no points for me this week. Second, with six out of 15 selections correct, it's the other co-host for the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Sweet. Mr. Andrew Cook. <laughs> Andy's six selections that he got correct were the Ravens to beat the Rams, the Bengals to beat the Colts, the Saints to beat the Panthers, the Vikings to beat the Raiders, the 49ers to beat the Seahawks, and the Broncos to beat the Chargers. All the other nine games were picked incorrectly, which means winning the week. And she'll be absolutely thrilled to hear, with nine out of 15 selections correct, Very winning good. her first point, I believe. She did get a half one week when she... Uh, when she shared the week with another uh, with another person who was predicting, we yes, nine out of fifteen selections correct for uh, Mrs. Amy Williams. Well done, uh, darling. I will uh, I'll give you that pat on the back later on. So the teams that let her down were the Steelers to beat the Patriots. Oh dear. The Jaguars to beat the Browns. The Panthers to beat the Saints. The Texans to beat the Jets. The Seahawks to beat the 49ers and the Packers to beat the Giants. Obviously, she's just keeping up the mantle of the uh, Williams household, not allowed to back anything 49er based, clearly, with her pick of the Seahawks. Not the best. So, yeah. So, what that does for the overall scores, the overall standings, leaves me languishing at the bottom on one and a half points for the season. Quite possibly the worst performance in the history of the podcast. Mr. Cook on five points for the season and the collective guest seven and a half points for the season. Wow! The guest looking like the um, the, the one to beat at this particular time. Um, from the side of that perspective, I, I can't see an awful lot of points being scored here as um, not a lot of points were scored in the actual predictions. So, Andy Pitt, the... New Orleans Saints to beat the Carolina Panthers and the San Francisco 49ers to beat the Seattle Seahawks. That's two points right there. However, he did also have the Dolphins to beat the Titans and the Texans to beat the Jets. Not ideal. So only two points for Mr. Cook. Moving him on to 31 for the season so far. Mm. I had the Ravens to beat the Rams. So I get myself a point there. Then I had the Lions to beat the Bears. Nope. The Chargers to beat the Broncos. Nope. And the Packers to beat the Giants. That's a big fat nope. So just one point in the side bet for this week. Moving me on to 38 points for the season. So Andy slowly but surely chipping away at those at that eight-point lead that I had going into week 14. Let's see how week 15 pans out in due course. But the stats mistress has been at it again, I believe. And she has furnished us with the juiciest, tastiest, most delicious stats for us to bring to you in your ears and eye holes right now, I believe. Yep, she's been at it again. Um, as the running joke for this season is, hopefully their stats for this year. Um, but yes... 
stats brought to us by the stats metrics brought to her by i believe nate davis of usa today however not credited here so just have to presume um these are the nfl week 14 stats for the 2023 season hopefully number one and it's a big one so strap in the NFC was thrown into delightful upheaval Sunday night. The Dallas Cowboys spanking the reigning conference champion Philadelphia Eagles 33-13. to The victory moved America's team into first place in the NFC East and dropped Philly to the fifth seed. However... If the Eagles win out, they'll still claim the division throne and become the NFC East's first repeat winner in nearly two decades. Nice. Number two. However, the Eagles are no longer assured of securing home field advantage and a first round bye for the second consecutive season. The San Francisco 49ers, they've beaten both Dallas and Philadelphia already, now in control of the number one seed following Philly's loss. Number three. If you consider Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott and the 49ers Brock Purdy the MVP frontrunners, Sunday didn't hurt either of them. Proscott passed for 271 yards and two touchdowns, giving him 22 over the past seven games. Number four in the NFC South, which has a trio of six and seven teams, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, by virtue of the common game tiebreaker, technically hold first place and could win a third consecutive division crown. After beating the Falcons in Atlanta on Sunday, courtesy of quarterback Baker Mayfield's touchdown pass, with 31 seconds to go. As for the AFC, what a glorious mess. The Buffalo Bills have won two of three since dismissing offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey, improving to seven and six after beating the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium on Sunday. But amazingly, the Bills are in 11th place in the conference despite being one game behind reigning Super Bowl champion Kansas City, which is in third place overall. That, I believe, is the end of my stats. I'll hand over to my glamorous co-host for some more juicy stats. Yes, indeed. And sticking with the Kansas City theme, aside from three neutral site Super Bowl starts, Patrick Mahomes is facing the prospect of having to play his first playoff road game this postseason. And maybe even especially soon, if Kansas City fumbles its division lead to fast-closing Denver. Mm. A half-dozen AFC teams, the Bills, the Steelers, the Browns, the Colts, the Texans, and the Broncos, are currently 7-6, and six, making the tiebreaker application quite something else. For now, it favours Pittsburgh and Indianapolis, who currently hold the conference's final two wildcard spots, 
though those teams will play each other on Saturday afternoon. Oh no, sorry, those teams will play. Oh yeah, they do play each other on Saturday afternoon. You've doubtless heard the old trope about the backup quarterback being the second most important player on any team's roster. Well, it's as true as ever this season. Entering Monday night's doubleheader, 11 of the 26 teams in action in week 14 ended their game with a passer who was not their starter in week one. Five of them were part of a winning effort. Like I said to you guys earlier, it it feels like it's a cursed season at the quarterback position. I don't think yeah. I've ever known anything like it for the consistency that quarterbacks are the players getting injured. It's just injured and then poor play as well. Like I think they were, they were talking about, I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about the Browns and they've gone through four quarterbacks now. You know, it's like, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I know the Jets have fannied on with like three different ones going back and forth with Zach Wilson, but yeah, it's a strange season for quarterback play. Mm. Not good, not good. One of those backups was the Cincinnati Bengals' Jake Browning. 275 yards and two touchdowns passing, plus a rushing touchdown on the ground. Who had his second but scintillating start in six days as his team ended the Indianapolis Colts' AFC best four-game winning streak. Winning streak. Winning streak. Across the state... Another quarterback, a Super Bowl MVP once upon a time, <laughs> lol, has also returned to prominence. Joe Flacco, now anointed as the Cleveland Browns starter the rest of the way, after another sterling performance, 311 yards, three touchdowns passing in Sunday's defeat of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Some, I mean, people, some people would think that's, that that's I all, do it on purpose. Listen, listen, that's all well and good. He did it against the team where... Well, Trevor Lawrence was half fit at best, so let's just let's just temper down the Joe Flacco's the balls talk, shall we? <laughs> Did he throw an interception I, on his first drive? I don't know. I wasn't watching until about an hour into the game, so I missed that. <laughs> and my final stat: Jets quarterback Zach Wilson reinserted into the starting lineup on Sunday, appeared rather infused by his restored role. He threw for 301 yards and a pair of touchdowns, the first time he'd exceeded 300 yards in a win during his three-year career, whilst outplaying counterpart CJ Stroud in the New York Jets' 30-6 upset of Houston. Again, Stroud got evaluated for a concussion midway through the game. So maybe yeah. let's temper that down a bit. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did because, uh, you know, it'd be awful if you had him in as your quarterback in the fantasy league, wouldn't it? That's, that's it for me. So just over to Mr Moore to um, finish his off, as it were. So somebody had to cash in amid the Minnesota Vikings' visit to Las Vegas to face the Raiders. Turned out it was the Vikes who benched quarterback Josh, Jake, Josh Jacobs but got a 36-yard field goal from Greg Joseph to win 3-0. Three near, three to zero. It was the lowest-scoring game in 16 years. <laughs> I didn't watch a minute of it. I don't even remember any of it being on Red Zone, to be honest. 
So, I saw something that got flashed up on Twitter today, which said that, can you believe that um, the, the, the Vegas uh, ice hockey team outscored the football team this week? And still didn't win, or something. It was something like that, or it was in, yeah. Yeah, they they drew one each, and uh, <laughs> yeah, shocking, absolutely shocking. Um, no NFL game has had a scoreless first half since 2019. On Sunday, both the Jets and the Texans, and the Vikings and Raiders ended that streak, while marking the first time since October the 30th. 1988, that two two games were scoreless at the interval on the same day. uh, So, not a good day for the Los Angeles Chargers, who lost quarterback Justin Herbert to a fractured finger in a 24-7 loss to the Broncos. Yeah. That would be my quarterback, so, for my my factory team, so that that kind of scuppered that one. Um, the New England Patriots got back into the win column on Thursday night, upsetting the playoff hopefuls uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, though maybe ultimately at the expense of the draft uh, the, the Pats 2000, uh, 2024 draft position. I, I, I don't understand what they're doing. I, why on earth did they win? I, I didn't get that one at all. Um, and then lastly... Uh, Sunday, by virtue of Cincinnati's Cincinnati's win, the Patriots became the first AFC team eliminated from the playoff contention, their earliest departure since Bill Belichick's first season with them. Yeah, I I don't... I I think I've said this to you guys a million times, there's so many poorly run teams, and the Pats aren't a poorly run team, but people are doing dumb stuff. So I was like, I couldn't believe they won. I'm like, what? Why? Why on earth did you win? Like, like you say, it just it just makes no sense. They were at no point were they in with a shout of ever making the postseason when they lost ten games already. No. So why do do yeah. we think that the 2024 season will start with Bill Belichick as the head coach of the Patriots? Well, I think we I even said so. it last week, didn't we? We said, I think we we even said that. It would be, I don't think it'll be up for debate that he's in the league. It's just, will he still be with the New England Patriots? We both said probably not. But stranger things have happened. He had a window. <laughs> he had a window to to prove a point. For me. That window ended a couple of seasons ago. Now it's just, it's just embarrassing at this point. It's just like, it's like watching somebody just get slapped around at, at, at this point where you're like, is it just time to, you know, like I keep saying, is it time to just say, maybe the game's passed you by somewhat. Maybe it's time to mosey on off up the dusty trail. He's got to go somewhere where someone's going to build him a team. I think the problem is at the moment he's trying to build the team at the same time as coach the team. So he's the GM, and he's not doing a very good job at that. Like when you look at 
they've done they've spent a lot of money on wide receivers over the past three four years probably a lot more than what they spent when Brady was there and they all suck like and, and you can't kind of like you can't kind of sugarcoat it tight ends as well they spent draft picks and money on tight ends and his his construction on the defensive side that's outstanding their, their defense is something else um, but the the offensive side of the ball is terrible from like yeah across the board there's just no the the the, the offensive line's no good the quarterback's obviously no good but then the wide receivers and the running you know, the running back's decent, but that's kind of fading because people go, well, go on then, chuck it to Devontae Parker if you want. It's it's particularly bad at the moment, like you say. Like, like Andy just said there, maybe we, we need to get to the point where you just sort of understand that the game's kind of passed him by, but with him being so close... To breaking Don Shula's wins record, you just know that he's not gonna he's not gonna give up whilst he's still in with a shot of getting it. Yeah. And it's what job comes up and what's there. You know, he's probably got to pick a good job. If it, you know, for example, we've talked about the Chargers. Kind of obviously, they haven't sacked Staley yet, but the Chargers the Chargers would be a good team to go to. They've already got a good. They've got a good collection of defensive players that he can coach up. They've got a like a elite quarterback. It's where someone can build the team around on the on the offensive side if they can get a decent offensive coordinator to kind of coach it up. But they'll be they'll be come the off season. There'll be plenty of teams wanting him if he's available for like a trade for a first round pick or a second round pick or something like that. Absolutely. Uh, one final thing, I don't know if it got covered in the stats, was obviously that the uh, the San Francisco 49ers were the first team to officially punch their ticket to the postseason. I think that was obviously when the Packers didn't beat the Giants on yeah. uh, on Monday night. That, that's what I was um, alluding to earlier on, uh, that they are the first team to officially cross the line. Yeah. Um, so, I think they, they're in control of their own destiny. So they, like, they know that if they win out from the Iranian, we're still... Um, they'll have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I think that the toughest game is next weekend. I think they've got the Ravens. Can we can we just just have a have a moment to talk about the Ravens? The Ravens feel very much like I, I, we've talked about like a variety of different teams this season that have attempted to go under the radar. Like they don't want any spotlight pointed on them. They just want to turn up, win games, and move on. And when I was going through um, today's picks, I was like, I picked this team and this team and this team. When I got to the Ravens, I was like, Ravens have won 10 games. Like, should, you know, to me, especially for the last few, a good few seasons, the Ravens have always been in that picture. The I can't, I can't remember whether it was last season or the season before, I was like, the Ravens are going to be one of the last teams in it. We could even see them go to the Super Bowl. Obviously, Lamar has has done a lot for that team. Um, 
no sort of no real surprise. I saw it and I was like, wow, Ravens are doing well. But then I was like, yeah, but that's not surprising. You know, they're a good team. They're a strong team. They always put a lot into their defense. And this, this like combination quarterback running back situation, uh, it's just absolutely working for them. As I, do we need to be pointing more of a spotlight in that direction? You know, some of our, like we mentioned before, some of our really early on picks aren't looking all that great at the moment. And when you go back, go back to week five, if I, t if I took you back in time to week five and told you, hey, Come week 14, we're going to be talking about how well the Broncos are doing. Would you have believed me? No, no. I think, I think with the Broncos, it's, it's that kind of weird situation where Peyton was always going to get that team playing well. It was just a case of how many weeks would it take him. And who was it going to be with or without? Yeah. He made... No attempt to hide his opinion about certain players that may have been in certain positions on that team. It also, and I, you know, it, it feels like over the last few weeks, Russell Wilson at one point said, "I've I've lost the team." I, I saw a a clip of a. Um, like a lot of football commentators saying they, they've lost the phrase he's lost the dressing room and it felt very much like Russell Wilson had lost the dressing room and then at some point realised that he still wanted to win didn't have the team to back that up so then was like well I'll just do it myself so plays were being made by him and he was just running round, getting away from people, trying to sack him, trying to tackle him, whatever, and still making that throw. Over the last few weeks, it's almost like the rest of the team's gone, okay, well, we'll give you a, we'll give you a chance, we'll give you a shot, we'll protect you a little bit more in the pocket, we'll look out a little bit more for those weird throws that initially we didn't care about. That has taken the Broncos from being an absolute dumpster fire to a contender in a matter of weeks. They Were they on a five-game winning streak at one point? Yeah, I think up until last week they were... I think they won the, last, they won the previous five and they were the, they were the form team in the league. So... And like I say, now... They're 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 in the they're in a contender position. It is it is weird that for the first time in what five or six years that the the, the Chiefs division is arguably somewhat competitive. I mean, the Chiefs will probably end up winning the they'll probably end up winning the game, the, the division. But. I did enjoy I did enjoy some of the things that were popping up mostly on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it about how uh, Patrick Mahomes spout is dummy. So there was a lot of like the videos with the baby noises over the top and all this sort of stuff. But then you started seeing things like 
Um, uh, Patrick Mahomes complains about the refs doing to the Chiefs what they've done to every other team the Chiefs have played for the last few seasons. A thread, and it's just like people just outlining how many times the refs have covered for the Chiefs over the last few seasons. So it's a bit like, yeah, there was a lot of, oh, I've lost a bit of, you know, respect for Patrick Mahomes. He was caught on mic with what he said to Josh Allen. Um, stuff like that. It was, it was a particularly bad look for Mahomes yeah. that he, he has not done well in the popularity stakes off the back of that game, I don't think. a nice neat bow on the end of week 14 sure so that just brings us to week 15 so we've got all myself Andy and Matt week 15 game picks and then once we've gone through those myself and Andy will need to do our four side bet selections for this week so what we'll do we'll take a little step back we'll have ourselves a little break um, and then we'll come back at you with week 15's game picks and let me tell you there's some doozies in there, ladies and gentlemen. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with you. Recording in progress. And just like that, the break was over. So, as we said before, week 14, done and dusted. Week 15, myself, Mr. Cook and Mr. Moore have provided our selection for which teams you think will win the games in week 15. So we'll go through these right now. As we said before, week 15 onwards, all the all the bye weeks are done. So from now on, uh, for the next four weeks, there'll be 16 games in play across the board. So our Thursday night football sees the Los Angeles Chargers taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, I believe going into this game, it was touch and go as to whether Justin Herbert would be uh, fit enough to play. Uh, and it has since come out today that um, he's having surgery on his finger. So will be placed on injured reserve, which pretty much rules him out for the rest of the season. Um, so unless I think the most... Unless, unless they do scramble and make the postseason, which seems unlikely anyway. It, well, it, it was unlikely they'd make the postseason with him. So without him, it's almost... It's almost certain that they're not going to be in the postseason. Um, so I, I hedged my bets when I uh, when I made my pick for this one, um, and, and went with the fact that he probably wouldn't play. Um, and I believe Matt may have also done that, uh, as we both picked the Raiders to get the win this one. Andy has yeah. kept faith with the Chargers, though. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you'd made that selection before you knew whether or not he'd be playing. Uh, uh, I did, it? yeah. <laughs> Do you want to stick with it? Do you, do you know something? The entire way through making my picks today, I went, one of these teams, I should just pick the other one. The way this season's going, I should pick the other team from the one I think. Just pick one at random, pick the other team, and roll the dice. So, you know what? I'm going to let this one ride. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. So, Andy, sticking with the, uh, with the charges, obviously... I mean, it's it's not exactly picking a hot hand to pick the Raiders coming off the back of their 
Beagle this weekend. Okay. I've, uh, I've picked I've picked the Raiders with the information that Justin Herbert was out for the season. And it still was the one that I left till the end because I really couldn't make up my mind. <laughs> yeah, not not a massive shock. Uh, it's probably another one of those ones that I I won't be setting aside any time on Friday to watch that particular game. As no. um, yeah, I, I, I don't need Chargers Raiders in my life at any point. So Amazon got screwed again. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Why they've paid that they, money for Thursday night games? The Thursday they, night games stink, and this they're one gonna, they're going to end up they're going to end up making a rule out that they're allowed to flex the Thursday night game like as as close as like the week before or something like that. Well, I think, cause, I think the, is it the Pats the Pats Chiefs game this weekend that should have been Monday night. Yeah, it's the first that was time. It's only it's only the laws the rules only been in this is the second year it's been in that they can flex the Monday night game out and yeah, shock horror uh, ESPN did that. Great, it's crazy when you think about it. Like the, the the sort of the history of those two franchises that that they don't want that game to be on because of how bad. The, uh, the New England Patriots have been this season. Uh, but it's been replaced with the Eagles-Seahawks game, which will at least be competitive yeah. to a certain point. Um, so going back to the uh, to the run, so like I say, myself and Matt have taken the Raiders, Andy has taken charge on that one. We then move to our first set of Saturday games from the season. The college, uh, the college slate is almost done. We're just into bowl season um, now. So not as many um, college games being played, so that free, that that frees up the space for the NFL to step in on Saturday. So we have two games this week. The first of which is the Vikings at the Bengals, um, and despite the fact that uh, Joe Burrow is uh, out for the remainder of the season, we have all gone for the Bengals to get through in this one. Um, obviously, the Vikings traded for Josh Dobbs. Couldn't really get anything going on offense on Saturday, on Sunday against the Raiders, and ended up benching Josh Dobbs. Um, and it still didn't really get anything going on the offense. So um, who knows? Um, will the Vikings go back to Dobbs? More than likely, yes. Um, but Bengals at home, um, the backup seems to be playing pretty well. So yeah, no shock there. We've all gone for the Bengals on that one. The uh, the other game to be played on the Saturday evening sees the Steelers travel to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Now, I don't know if me and Andy have suffered some sort of horrendous brain trauma, but we've both backed the Steelers in this one, whereas Matt has gone with the safer option of the Colts. Um, I think in my head, it was uh, my thought process was the Steelers surely can't be that shit that they lose three on the spin. I'll just, uh, I'll just, two words for you. Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, oh man, that is, I'm like, yeah, Mason Rudolph's there. And I think, on the Thursday night game against the Pit, against the Pats, I know that in the first, I didn't, I didn't see the second half, but I know that in the first half, the, uh, the the crowd at some point was chanting for Mason Rudolph. 
Um, which, when you consider that he's god awful as well, is uh, quite quite the feat. Um, so yeah, so myself and Andy have back the Steelers. Matt has gone with the Colts on that one. Uh, then we move to the Sunday games, and we start with the Broncos at the Lions. Uh, the Lions have hit, they've, they've hit a bit of a, a bit of a sticky spell at the minute. Sorry, this is technically a Saturday game. Oh, is it the Saturday? It's, it's is like, it a Saturday night game. Yeah, so it's one fifteen in the morning for us, but it's like late on. I do apologise. I, I saw it and thought that it was just the start of the uh, of the Sunday games. Yeah, I see it now. Yeah, so there's three games on the Saturday: one at six, one at nine thirty, and this one in the sort of the Sunday, the Sunday night football slot, as it were. Uh, yeah, one fifteen. So I do apologise. Yeah, the, and all three of these are available on the NFL Network or Sky Sports if you live in the UK, as it's known over here. Um, so yeah, so Broncos at Lions. Now, Lions have been a, a, bit, a bit of a sticky spell, like I said, um, but they are at home, so I have backed them to win, as has Andy. Whereas Matt has gone with the Broncos. Now, is that just a thing of? The Broncos are playing better, or the Sean Payton effect, or it's it's just trajectory. It looks like the Lions looked bad against the Bears um, on Sunday, and I mean that's not a phrase you should be using because the Bears stink. <laughs> um, and also, yeah, the, the Broncos are on a upward kind of thing again. That was one that I looked at for a while, so I wasn't quite sure of. Whatever. But yeah, Broncos, but for me on that one, just. Fair enough. So, we then do move to the Sunday slate of games. And our first one on that, on that list is the Falcons at the Panthers. You'll all be shocked to hear that we have all backed the Falcons to get the win on that one. Um, obviously, the Panthers fairly much locked into the number one pick position. But not getting the number one pick because obviously they traded that pick to the Chicago Bears. So it's, it's going to be weird. I don't know if the Falcons, the, I don't know if the Panthers have played the Bears at any point this season. But obviously, if they do, the Bears will obviously be wanting to beat them even more, so they get a nice, nice first pick overall. Um, the next game sees the Bears we've been discussing before, taking on the Cleveland Browns. Myself and Andy have both taken the Browns, whereas Matt has gone for the Bears on this one. Obviously, he's clearly not a Joe Flacco believer. Because <laughs> he has brains in his head. Yeah, like, just like liked what you saw from the Bears against the Lions. Uh, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, with these two teams, because there's been so much change within the Browns I just don't it's that one of them ones where you just don't know they could be I think it was just one of them things where it was just the, the Sunday was you know Flacco played the best he's played in however many years mm. and I just I think for me it's just even if even if the Browns are terrible on offence their defence is that good yeah that, that should be able to see them over the line that was my that, thought process anyway that was my pause. That was my pause with it. Um, and I'll probably be wrong, to be honest, but 
I just thought, I'll, I'll go with it. I'll go with the Bears and see, see how they're doing. Fair enough. Uh, the next game sees the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and despite their loss against the Giants on Monday, we have all backed the Packers to get the win here. Um, mm-hmm. I suppose home field advantage. Tampa not really used to playing in the cold. I I, I honestly thought that I would have been maybe one of the only ones to pick that way. But no, I always I always have this sort of thought process of teams that are from warm sort of climates going to somewhere where it's going to be absolutely free. It's like the, the later on in the season it gets, that's why I always would give home field advantage to the Bills because obviously they're always used to playing in it. If it ever starts to snow, they're used to playing in it. Whereas like Sam, that's why it's so important for the Niners to get home field advantage because all the teams in the NFC playing, unless it's Dallas, playing outdoor cold as fuck stadiums stuff like that. So it's really important for the Niners to end up with the one seed if they want to progress, I always feel. Um, uh, same in the next game. So we've got the Jets and the Dolphins. Shock horror. We've all gone for the Dolphins to get the win in that one. Um, next up, we have the Giants taking on the Saints in New Orleans. Myself and Andy are back the Saints, whereas obviously Matt's seeing something in uh, Tommy D. Uh, and he's, he's liking what he's seeing. Uh, and he's obviously he wants to be part of the family. So. No, I think it's just Saquon. Saquon seems to be back somewhere to what, what not fully back to where he should be, but is somewhere near to that. And I think that seems to be the kind of thing. Is it? They won two on the trot as well, haven't they? Yeah, I think I think three potentially. Uh, let me just go back. Yeah, because because he had that season where he was really off his game. You know. Um, when he was on my fantasy team, picked up first first, first draft pick <laughs> on my fantasy team. That's right, yeah. Uh, yes, Mr. DeVito has won his last three starts, or, or he's been involved with three wins in his last game, in his last three games. So we might we might be on to something here, lads. Daniel Jones may no longer be the starter in New York. Um, next up. We have the Houston Texans taking on the Tennessee Titans. It's another divisional matchup. Um, again, myself and Andy have taken the Texans, uh, whereas Matt's gone with the home field advantage for the Titans. Is that just because of how well they played against the Dolphins to beat them? That part of it, and if CJ Stroud isn't ah yes, like hundred percent, didn't think playing, about that. And Tank Dell seems to really. Put, uh, put the Texans in the tank, as it were, in being out. I haven't considered that, and that's annoying, because you can clear concussion protocol within a week, can't you? But it's yeah. something like you have to have so many, like... It's five, it's five days, isn't it? Yeah, but I think... I mean, what what's their record now? Six and eight? The Texans? Yeah. Were they not one of the teams that was at 7-6? and six? Yeah, yeah. They were one of the teams at 7-6 and six in that cluster of what, eight teams in the AFC that were 7-6. It's how much are they going to risk Stroud? You know, we saw it last year with Tua that, like, concussions come in clusters and that was a nasty hit as well that 
it wasn't it wasn't a ooh that looked like a glancing blow kind of thing. It was a nasty Four hit four. that gave him the concussion on there uh, on Sunday. So that I just I, I I assumed that he probably wasn't coming back. Uh, and they looked even more impotent once uh, he went out. Yeah, I think obviously I'm assuming the backup's Davis Mills. Um, yeah. So if they have to, if they have to go back to him, I mean that's that's not to say he wasn't a serviceable quarterback, but there's obviously a reason that they, that they drafted CJ Stroud. Um, so yeah, I think I've I've taken the Texans, but obviously if that does change and CJ Stroud doesn't make a game, um, I'd, I'd, if if I if I had money on it, let's put, let's put it that way, I'd be jumping off that pick. Faster than you can say, mature cheddar or something like that. Um, our last game of the 6 pm slot of games over here in the UK at least sees the rearranged Monday night fixture of the Kansas City Chiefs at the New England Patriots. Um, and I don't think Patrick Mahomes has ever lost three games on the spin, has he? As a, as a, as a, as a starter in the NFL. Doubt it. Very, very few off. Very few occasions where he's lost two on the spin. Obviously, he's on. So that was apparently that, that was apparently a thing from the weekend. Apparently, they'd put the banner up saying that he doesn't lose two on two on the bounce, and they're saying that then essentially cursed him. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's that thing, isn't it? Like when they read out the stats for a kicker. Oh, he's, ne- he's never missed. He's never missed a kick in his entire career at forty-five yards. Uh, you know, it's it's absolutely bang on. And then, I oh, he's missed it. Like, well, then you should have said something. Then should you? Um. So yeah, <laughs> it's one of them, isn't it? This is absolutely one of those games where the Patriots shit house their way to a victory because you know why not? Like oh you know we can't we can't win in, in normal everyday games but we'll go up against the Chiefs and get a win. I I mean I I, I don't think that'll be the case. Neither do you and neither does Matt in the fact that we've all picked the Chiefs in that one. But what I will say is if the if the Patriots do somehow pull that out, I. I I don't even know if the Chiefs will end up making the postseason. That 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 could truly derail that franchise. Yeah. I think if they lose that one. Um, so we move into the nine o'clock slate, and the first one uh, is the 49ers taking on the Cardinals. And surprise, surprise, we've all taken the Cardinals to get beaten. Of course, yeah. I think it's I think it's another one. Like I said, the 49ers have got four more wins on the schedule. Maybe I'll give them three. I think that Ravens game will determine whether they get the number one seed or not. They've got the Ravens and they've got the Rams who are coming on all of a sudden. Oh yeah, good point. Um, I think of the two, obviously the Ravens will be the, the tough game. Um, is it in Baltimore or is it in San Francisco? That is the question. Let's have a look. It is. Oh, it's in San Fran. So, yeah, yeah. 
that may, that puts that puts it more in the Niners' hands, I'd say. Um, so, mm, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, we've all backed the 49ers to win that one. Uh, next up, we've got the Commanders at the Los Angeles Rams, and we've all taken the Rams on that one. Um, we move into the last game of the 9 o'clock slate, and it's probably the game that I would put down as game of the weekend, in that it's the Dallas Cowboys at the Buffalo Bills. Um, massive for both franchises, that one. Um, the Bills obviously need the win to keep themselves in contention of making the postseason, whereas the Cowboys kind of need the win to stay at the top of the NFC East and keep the rate and keep the Eagles off the back. Um, Matt has gone with the Cowboys on that one, whereas me and me and Andy have both given home field advantage to the Bills. Um, I think a massive part of that is whether Josh Allen can keep the turnovers down. Because did they say he'd thrown an interception in his eleventh straight game? He just loves to throw interceptions. And is it Bland on the Cowboys, who's got like six? He's got six, six picks, picks six all season. Or maybe it was five. Um, I don't know if he got one against the Eagles. But yeah, he's, he's on a bit of a tear. But it's that weird thing where he's one of those players who's proper sort of hot and cold. He'll either yeah. get the interception and take it to the house, or he'll completely miss the ball and make they'll score off the back of it. So I think, I can't remember who the team was that played in me the week. It might have been the Niners. And they said that he was targeted more than any other person on the on the, uh, the Cowboys oh, defense. Um, and obviously it was just a case of when he gets it, he's really good with it. But when he misses the assignment, he blows it big time. So right. it could be one of those ones where if, if Josh Arn's on in the game, he just knows how to sort of like put a little bit of extra pepper on it and just get it over his head. Um, but definitely game of the weekend for me. Yeah, Cowboys, Bills, like I said, me and Andy on the Bills, yeah. Matt on the Cowboys. The last two games, so the Sunday night football sees the Ravens at the Jaguars. Um, obviously, Trevor Lawrence played against the Browns last week. So you'd like to think if he was fit enough to make that game, he should in theory be fit enough to play against the Ravens. Even so, with it being at Jacksonville, we all have given the advantage to the Ravens. and We all think they'll get the win there. Um, the Ravens currently, as it stands, are the number one seed in the AFC. So they, same as the 49ers, they know it's in their own hands, win out and they'll have home field advantage. Um, and the Monday night football, as we said before, was flexed in when they moved the uh, Chiefs-Patriots game, and it is the Eagles at the Seahawks. Uh, Eagles coming off the back of two pretty damaging wins for their postseason hopes. Obviously, they're now down as the fifth seed, um, despite having a better record than the fourth seed. We won't get into that, though, because I feel we could be here for a long time talking about the seedings in the NFL, as it is a massive... Uh, pain in my ass. I think it's a horrible way to do your seedings. But that's neither here nor there. So the Eagles at the Seahawks. And it's another one of those ones where both teams kind of need the win to 
to sort of like bolster the, the postseason hopes. I mean, the Eagles will make it in, regardless of whether they win the, the NFC East or not. Um, they're already at 10 wins. Um, the worst they can do is 10 and 7, and I can't see three other teams getting to 11 wins. They've got they've got the Giants twice and Washington, mm. I think, in their last three games. Like yeah, their last I think three games the teams absolutely stink. So I think it, I think it was think on the be all right. yeah on the pre-match coverage before the game against the Cowboys. I think they'd said that of all the teams that are left in the NFC. The Eagles have got the easiest strength, uh, no, the, 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 the least strength of schedule left. Um, so you'd imagine they'll probably get to at least 12, 12, and, 12 and 5. I mean, they'll probably end up somewhere around, the, they might even be 14 and 3 come the end of the season, you just don't know. Um, but... Um, even though even though Seattle is at home on this one, we have all given the uh, we've, we've given the advantage to the Eagles. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that Bills Cowboys game plays out, um, as obviously that'll have a knock on effect for the Eagles seeding in the NFC. I mean, we've all said that the 49ers will beat the Cardinals, but divisional games sometimes have a weird effect on people, and obviously it's in Arizona as well. So you never know, they might just want to sort of spoil the 49ers party. But that's your, that's your week 15 game picks across the board for myself, Mr. Cook and Mr. Moore. Um, even even though we, we, we had a, a difference of opinion in the first game, I picked the Raiders and they picked the Chargers. The rest of the games we both picked identically. So... Um, so it's a, it's a good thing that Andy didn't want to change to the Raiders in that first game. Otherwise, we'd have been having to do some sort of uh, tiebreaker. Um, so, all we'll have to do is for me and Andy to pick our side bets for week 15. And as always, Mr. Cook, I want for you the chance to go first or to put me into the bat first. It's up to you. Well... Did we draw this week? Technically, you won. So you got two out of four, whereas I got one out of four. But because I'm still in the lead overall... This guy knows it. I'm working off that principle. So I'd had a thing uh, this afternoon where I'd had this horribly, deviously cunning plan. If the week had gone differently... So if it had been one of those weeks where, for example, you'd got four right and I'd got four wrong, I was going to say, okay, we'll do the picks this week, but you should have deferred your last pick of the week to Matt. And then you gave the results. I was like, damn it. So I will, I will go first and I will use a... Sometimes tried and tested method of, of picking the first game of the week apparently not always uh, the way to do it so I will take the Miami Dolphins to beat the New York Jets it's a solid opening selection I 
will jump straight on the ta- on the fact that you haven't picked the Kansas City Chiefs, and I will do so right now. Um, I think I think the, the the chances are the Chiefs will win that game. I think they'll win it fairly comfortably, and I dare say you might even get a pissed off, radgy, angry, hungry Mahomes and company, and we could even see. 40s, 50s, maybe if they uh, if they wanted to sort of get themselves back on track, the field have sort of gone a bit. I honestly think that it, it's not what's on the Chiefs side of the game. I think you could be seeing bagel in New England. <laughs> I, honestly, well, if the Chiefs turn up fired up, it could be a situation of do not let a single point pass from the other side of the ball. Now get out there and get it done. Well, if you think about it, for the first time, arguably since he's been there, he's being outperformed by the defence this season. The Chiefs have got like a top five defence, I think, this season, for the yep. first time in God knows however many years. So it was always a case of before, it was Mahomes dragging them through because they were getting, because they were just conceding touchdowns left, right and centre. And this year, it's been the defence that's kept them in games because the offence can't score. Yep. Um, my second I will go for the Atlanta Falcons to beat the Carolina Panthers. When you didn't take that as the first game, I was like, don't tell me he's missed that, because that would just be strange. I was like, oh, just keep that tucked away there. But yes, that is absolutely the second game to pick. I was shocked that one wasn't the first one off the board, to be honest. (laughs) it's a divisional game no the Falcons are good that's the only reason why I sort of left it on the board part of me kind of wanted to pick the Panthers to get another win Mm. but and honestly I wouldn't be surprised because that that division just kind of needs just cutting off and pushing into the city it does it he's putting in the bin your next two picks sir Okay. Panthers are a team that could lose to the Panthers as well. Yeah, yeah, easily. It, it's it's worrying. Dumb shit. Um, Dumb shit. <laughs> week in, week out. Okay, I will take the San Francisco 49ers as uh, as the, the the number one fan is on the podcast to beat the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, now we start to get into the. Really difficult picks. So, some part of me feels that I may regret this, but I will take the Los Angeles Rams to beat the Washington Commanders. Not the most solid of picks, but when you look at the other games, yeah. There is some uh, slim, slim pickings out there. I am going to go for the Browns to beat the Bears. Like I said before, that is solely based on the defence rather than the offence there. Yeah. So I'll go Browns over Bears. And then my last pick, good Christ, where do I go with this? Um... 
mean, there's a couple of there's a couple of games on there where we have all picked the same way. Do I really want to take the Packers? No, all the Packers. I'll go with I'll go with the Bengals to beat the Vikings, just because I'm less concerned with the Vikings than I am with the Bucks. I think it's it's not it's not imperceivable that the uh, that the Bucks could put together a nice bit of offensive play obviously they've still got Mike Evans who's a, who's a constant threat over the top the biggest issue for um, me they've got, a, they've got a decent running back they, they could get something going there. the biggest issue there for me is both of those teams are 6 and 7 it, it's just that looking at them on paper if, if nothing else it's like it, it's a 50-50 it's throw as much as any of the games. So, I am now left with two choices. And unfortunately, one of the two choices is a slightly better team going up against a slightly worse team. But part of me wants to throw caution to the wind. Part Ooh, of I like it. Just wants to see the world burn. And you know what? I'm feeling that way out. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, overtaking the Saints to beat the Giants. So that next week you could be like, you should have absolutely taken the Saints in that pick. Um, both both games that I've looked at. The reason in there is it's not just to do with the number difference. It's as we as we know and we sort we've already mentioned in this podcast, Trevor Lawrence is not one hundred percent as we know, and we know that NFL teams may or may not we could speculate have a tendency to suggest that a player goes and plays when they may or may not be one hundred percent, and they may or may not hide that from the discerning public. So. That is my reasoning there, and like I say, sometimes you just gotta get the brass ones out, haven't you? Absolutely. As you said, throw caution to the wind. Yes. So, just to reiterate, our four picks per person are as follows. Andy has the Miami Dolphins at home to the New York Jets, the San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. Los Angeles Rams at home to the Washington Commanders and the Baltimore Ravens at the Jacksonville Jaguars. My four selections, the Kansas City Chiefs at the New England Patriots, the Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers, the Cleveland Browns at home to the Chicago Bears and the Cincinnati Bengals at home to the Minnesota Vikings. If you were pushed, Matt, which would you say of those of those two selections of four, is the most likely to uh, get four out of four? Um, I'm shocked that none of you picked, neither of you picked the Eagles. Would be my starting card. I thought one of you were going to take the Eagles. Seahawks. 
Uh, well, it depends. It depends. If Geno Smith's back, yeah, the Seahawks are a lot better. If it's if it's Drew Lock playing, yeah, give me the Eagles all day. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say I, I, I think Andy's. I, I would say Andy's for the more likely. I have made a note in the book of that fact. That brings us to the end of uh, of week fifteen, ladies and gentlemen. Unless either of you boys have anything further to bring to the table. Not, in that case, thank you, you uh, thank you, Matt, for uh, for joining us uh, as, uh, as the guest for this week. Uh, very much appreciated. Uh, thank you to my uh, wonderful co-host for uh, for joining us once again. Uh, and thank you to you all for uh, listening, tuning in. Uh, join us again next week where we'll see which of myself, Mr. Cook or Mr. Moore have been successfully, uh, well, successful in the week's selections. Um, keep yourselves well and we'll, do, we'll see you in another week. Until then, take care <laughs> and it's Patty Bye for now. There you go, watch since that. Big thank you to Matt for joining us and guesting for us. Big thank you to you for watching and listening, being a part of the whole experience. If you want to be a bigger part of the experience, you can like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. Check out the website, thecookiecast.com. There we've got social media links and an email button and that way you can get in touch with us. Send us your picks. Who have you got for the Super Bowl this late in the season? Hmm? Thank you for watching, thank you for listening, thank you for being here. Uh, all that's left is for me to say, uh, I'll I'll catch you next time, and I'll say bye. You've just listened, listened to, to another, another episode, episode of, of Cookie Cast. Cast. Thanks. Thanks for listening.